1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is a Football
0: Friday edition of Dirt and Sprague. There's glory in the legends of this hard muscle life. And there's poetry in each season made of sweat and strife. Dirt and Sprague on Football Friday.
1: Brought to you by the ALNA Sportsbook. Watch the games in the region's largest video wall and wager on your team at the ALNA Sportsbook.
0: All I know is, you mess with me, you got problems. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan.
2: Hey, let's do this final hour. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. 99.5 99.5 HD2, the Odyssey app. Thanks for being with us on a football Friday. We'll spring the line coming up in 25 minutes. And uh, I want to talk a little NFL slate, too, because there's a lot of big injuries this weekend that are affecting the spreads and potentially outcomes of games, and I want to dive into that a bit. Uh, let's start, though, with the Oregon State Beavers. Because I put out a poll question last night, and evidently Beaver fan got upset with me. Why was this Why was this frustrating? Well, I don't think actually Beaver fan got really that upset, but I did see some Beaver fans respond to it, and I, <laughs> I thought it was funny. I So I just asked the question, what upset is more likely to happen, Washington yeah. over Oregon or Cal over Oregon State? And I thought it was a fair question because they're both two touchdown spreads. I mean, I, I don't think you're wrong. I just think it's – I think Oregon State fan is in an, uh, uh, an interesting place right now. I think you see – Cal and ASU, and you kind of take your mind to win. Yeah. I push back a little bit because there's no quarterback play. And so I, I don't know. I, I don't know why people would get mad about that. If, if Cal wins that game, I'm I'm not going to come in Monday going, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. I don't think they'll win. I think Oregon State will win the football game. I they're, do, too. They're better defensively. they got a better running game. Uh, quarterback play is basically a wash in this one because I don't find Cal's quarterback play all that great. And I think, I think Smith is a pretty damn good coach. But, like, also, I'm not going to act like Oregon State hasn't had a couple hiccups here where they've blown games that you can make an argument they should have won, and mm-hmm. they've won a game that I still can't believe that they won at Stanford. And if they don't beat Stanford, I it changes kind of everything for who they are and where their season is. So I'm not dismissing this game. I never have. The ASU game is going to make me even more nervous because they go to ASU, and that's like an 11-15 a.m. kick, which is always yeah. kind of weird. You don't know which team's going to show up for that. So early game. I, I know for me, I'm just in a weird place with Oregon State. I think it's been a great season. This is a great team. Yeah. Could win the next two, but I, I'm on an upset alert the next two weeks. Well, it's been a great season. I think that's why you're kind of on edge right now is that you understand what's at stake the next couple of weeks. Like, say what you want about Oregon State's losses this year. And I know Friday night last week was really frustrating because it's a game that you out, you can argue you outplayed Washington and you should have won. I, I, I truly do believe that. Yeah, yeah And I, do. I don't blame you at all. Anybody who watched the game, I totally get that vibe, right? It felt like they were in control throughout. Washington's offense woke up in the second half. Oregon State didn't capitalize on a couple of red zone possessions. You go back to the USC game, you're like, hey, we, I feel like we outplayed them. I feel like we had, a, we should have won that game, and, and you didn't. But here's what I will say. The difference between Oregon State this year so far and last year was that Oregon State this year, I would not argue, has lost a game that they shouldn't lose. And just by that, I mean the caliber of the opponent and the game that you're playing. Like Washington is not an elite program of the country but they're now ranked in the top twenty-five. They're a two-loss team on the season. What are they, seven and two, whatever it is now on the year? Like that's a top twenty-five ranked team. That's not necessarily a quote unquote bad loss, even though you had a chance to win it. USC's ranked in the top ten. Utah's the defending Pac-12 champion. That's where I think I'm so excited for the next two weeks is that Oregon State, they had that game against Stanford that it felt like it was one of those games from the last two years. You're like, how are you losing this game? Stanford's not good. And then you found a way to pull it out. The next two weeks are not games that Oregon State should lose. They're going to be favored, I would argue, in both those games. I would know they're already favored by two touchdowns uh, this weekend against Cal. Are You think they'll be favored at ASU? Uh, well, I guess a lot of it depends on this weekend, right? Yeah. If they lose to Cal and ASU depending on what happens in the ASU-Wazoo game. But that was, that has been kind of the kryptonite that has kept Oregon State from taking that next step from being, oh, a nice little bowl team at 6-6 six and six, to being a team that can push for eight or nine wins. These are games that Oregon State is going to have an argument we should win, and it starts this weekend. I think that's why you're on edge because we saw them lose to Cal on the road last year. We saw them lose to Colorado last year who was just awful. Like, those are the kind of games as a program as you're building you cannot drop, and so far this season I would argue they haven't dropped one yet. But, but Dirt, the frustrating part of that is – I hear what you're saying. Stars are not – they're never on their side, right? Like UW has more stars. USC easily has more stars. Star rankings is what I'm talking about, recruits. But Oregon State gets one of these teams once every four or five years. They just do. They get – yeah, it's the way it works. You got to build your talent. You got to yeah. develop your guys. Yeah. They have like a little bit of a down year, and then they the next year. Hey, how about that. Hey, how about that. And then it's yeah. like, here we go. We're we're back. We can be competitive with most of the teams in this conference. I could see the transfer portal changing that though for them. Like now that they're yeah. back on the map and like, hey, we're a relevant program. We're not a we're not a doormat anymore. I could see that being a place that people look at and say, hey, the Beeves won nine games last year. I'm gonna go play there. I think you uh, you could easily make an argument that's what this kind of team is. There's a mix yeah. of transfers, JUCO guys that come in with some recruits, but my point is you just don't get these kinds of seasons very often down in Corvallis. As much as I want it to happen on a regular basis, it, it doesn't. And so, like, I'm hoping that they go out there and take care of business. I'll be happy as a clam if you win by 10 or more. I'd spread kind of realm. I'd like them to win by double digits. But, you know, I just that's the frustrating part is you mentioned UW, USC, Utah. Like, those are all, like, respectable losses. But the UW game hurts because you feel like yeah, you had a chance, man. UW didn't lead that game until the game-winning field goal. Nope. I mean, it's just like you had them. USC, you are fourth and seven and maybe a half second away from Ford progress being blown dead, stopping USC and winning outright. And those are, and I know you'd play the Stanford game, but I'm just talking about the big ones for them where you're six and three now, you're hoping they don't trip over themselves this weekend, but if in the hypothetical realm they do, like, okay, now you're six and four and then Yeah. Oh, crap, you go to ASU next weekend, and this program, I think, fluctuates on emotion so much. That Stanford game was evident. I didn't like the vibes on the sidelines. Jonathan had weird energy. They were in a weird place, and mainly it was because of their quarterback play. They eked that game out. They built on that a little bit. You just want to see them take care of business this weekend. But the problem I think Oregon State fan has is you're never counting them out. This team is so talented that it— you're just hoping they can take care of business the next two weeks against opponents that you would probably consider less than on paper. Games that they have a good argument, we can win that game. Absolutely. You're not overwhelmed talent-wise in the next two weeks. Um, And and it is amazing. This is an obvious statement, but I'm so excited for this game because there is such a big difference between Oregon State finishing their season strong, and let's say they go into the Civil War at eight and three, that's a really good year, man. You got a chance to get to nine wins, and at worst you finish eight and four. What did we all say would be a great year for Oregon State at the beginning of the year? Eight wins. Mm-hmm. I mean that's a, that's a that's a great step in the right direction for them, and they're going to have a chance to do it the next two weeks. Just at least to get to eight before you take on Oregon in the final game of the season. But to your point. These are the ones that are going to define Oregon State season. Like I, I know Beaver fan feels good about their chances against Oregon. I love Oregon's chances in that game as well. Uh, depending on injuries and what happens in the next two weeks, but for Oregon State to win the next two weeks, that that would solidify you having another step in the right direction. Despite having horrific quarterback play all season, if you can win eight games in this conference, having a starting quarterback that threw six interceptions in the span of five quarters and lost you two ball games, and a backup quarterback that struggles to throw the football for 150 yards a game, you go. Eight 8-4 with that? That that is a terrific season for Jonathan Smith. I mean, I absolutely I, I picked him preseason. We did predictions. I picked him to go eight and four. I I, did too. I I think eight and four is a damn good, impressive season that everybody should be happy with. It'd be interesting to note on this game, though, if Cal Wilcox is a defensive guru. If he comes out and he can bottle up the run game, slow it down a little bit, keep him a little below their averages. Martinez is running like a madman right now. That's the game plan against Oregon State. If they can do it. Man, it puts the Beavers in a real tough spot, an interesting spot. Because that Husky secondary won great. And Gobranson could only throw for 87 yards. You can say, well, it was windy. It was swirling wind. Penix Jr. had no problem throwing the football in that game. Don't give me that excuse for 87 passing yards. That's abysmal. And so I kind of look and wonder if Wilcox can dial up the right recipe. And he did last year defensively. You cooked up a great game plan against them down in Berkeley if he slows that down, can Gil Branson win them the game? I think that's the biggest question mark because if you're going to have another 87-yard, 100-yard passing game. Not easy to win. You're not going to feel as hopeful. They're going to really need that kid to step up because I just – I have no faith at this point that we're going to see Chance Nolan maybe for the whole year or even Musgrave. Yeah, I know, uh, last thing on this for me, I, I, we're focused on the game by game, the week in and week out. At some point there will be a time where you you know lift up to like a 30,000-foot view, and, and you ask the larger question of why can't you find a quarterback? And, they, what, and yeah. what's going on? And I know they've missed in recruiting. They've had guys they've tried to develop. They've had guys that have transferred out. They tried to JT Daniels in the transfer portal. It's, I, there's a There's a John Elway kind of vibe right now where you got a good offensive mind as, as your OC a Harbaugh, a Harbaugh kind of thing. thing. Sure, where yeah. your your head coach is a former quarterback. He knows the position well. He played the position at a high level. There's There's just a missing link there, and I don't know if it's just as simple as NIL and you don't have the money to spend that other schools have, and maybe that is the majority of it. But at some point, there will come a time where we have to do a you know, a uh, 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 deep dive into the program and just wonder why, why are you, why are you limited there? And why can't you go find your program to find a quarter? I know that they went all in on, on JT Daniels. They, they did everything. And I said this to him yesterday, that may, that should have been more maybe of a red flag at that position. I yep. kind of just said, Oh, well, you tried. Okay. You still got no one. maybe should have been more of a red flag that that staff was going all in to get JT Daniels to be there kind of says what they think about their current situation as for recruiting I mean, they're always kind of against it in that department. This isn't the strongest recruiting staff of all time. They got this kid coming in. Aiden Childs is his name. Yeah, Uh, I've heard good things about him as a recruit. He's supposed to be kind of a Chance Nolan-esque athlete, like dual threat. I think he's a four-star, isn't he? I think he's a three- or four-star kid. And you you hope that he can come in, and you hope that they hit the transfer portal hard for next year, build the kid up for a season, and then hopefully hand the reins off to him. Yeah, he is a three-star recruit out of California. Yeah. Uh, six foot four, 200 pounds. I mean, that's a big body. He is the number 25 ranked quarterback in the country. Their second highest rated recruit. Remember, they got that, that defensive lineman, or I think he's kind of a hybrid athlete kind of player out of Nevada, the, the Kelsey Howard kid. Uh, but I have seen highlights. Beaver fans have been throwing those out on Twitter. They're, they're raving about that kid. So maybe maybe there's your answer. Maybe it's as simple as that. They've already found it uh, in Aiden Childs. Let's get to the NFL. There's a lot of big-time injuries in the National Football League this weekend. Uh, how is it going to affect the games? How are we feeling about some of these matchups without key guys potentially uh, playing? We'll get to that coming up next. We'll Break the line at the bottom of the hour. Get your fake sponsors in 503-250-1080. We're back after this. On the-
1: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: What more do you need, boys? You, your wife, and your Johnson. What more do you need? Oh That's life right there. That's living. How old were you when you realized your last name was also a reference to your dong? That's a good question. I want to say middle school. Really? Probably it took you I... that long? Huh? I think so. Okay. I don't remember that being a thing in elementary school, but I also have a horrible memory. Well, I also grew up in a very questionable environment. I knew a lot of <laughs> inappropriate things by, like, third grade. Hey, Johnson! <laughs> <laughs> middle finger means F you!
1: <laughs> you and your Johnson. A way of life for over 50 years.
2: I mean, it is. It's, you know... 50? That's how men have been getting by forever. That's half of Swag's life so far. Just you and your Johnson. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's, it dawned on me when I started to earn the nickname as a as a younger sibling and my, my older brother being another Johnson. Oh, you John- were Lil' Johnson? I was Lil' Johnson, and I think that's when it dawned on me, like, <laughs> wait a minute. wait, Hey, hey, whoa, whoa. What are you trying to say here? Johnson, underrated reference to the unit, though. Yeah. Yeah. I just like the way, no offense to your last name, but oh, I just kind like it. the way it sounds. Like, I love it. You, your friends, and your Johnson. How did that become a thing? What's the origin behind Johnson? I'll look it up. That I don't, in reference
0: to that. Yeah. But the ad, apparently there was a boat. It was Johnson Boats. It was a John, yeah, Johnson Boats. And so the ad, the video, uh, yes.
2: You, your girl, and your Johnson. The missus
0: found that and had to share. (laughs) She, she, She immediately thought of you two. Why both of us, like... Yeah, just you, the show. I mean, yeah, just knowing what it's, we discuss—it's right up our alley. Well, yeah. I shared with her the uh, the city edition uh, Jersey discussion yesterday. She <laughs> she appreciated that.
2: It, it says here uh, it it <laughs> do we just get a snort? <laughs> it's got a Johnson snort. <laughs> your Johnson doesn't snort. Uh, well, it doesn't make that sound. You, your girl, uh, and your Johnson? <laughs> Johnson says it was the meaning to the unit. Is part of a group that used a proper name. Okay. In this case, based on John to give a slang name to men genitalia. <laughs> John.
0: Oh, as being a John soliciting ah. women of the night, maybe? O-
2: others of the type include the John Henry, your John Tom Thomas, your John <laughs> Willie, your Master John Goodfellow. Oh, I like that one. Sir John and your Uncle John. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I like that one. <laughs> The first use of Johnson was in the mid-19th century. Been around forever, man. Well, yeah, You, your girl, and your Johnson. Somebody said, Randy, the big unit Johnson is basically horny, big unit unit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When you think about it like that, it is. Um, all right, well, uh, let's get to the NFL because we don't talk a lot of NFL on Fridays. I am very excited for this weekend and also wondering how is some of this stuff going to go. Yeah. I'll start in one game. I mean, a game that's big that we haven't really talked about this week. I think a lot of it has to do with, one, the injuries that I'm going to bring up, but two, the other team being, are they good? Minnesota 7-1. and mm-hmm. They came back and beat the, what were they down, 17-3, 17 nothing whatever. 17-3. 17-3. They yeah. come back and beat the Commanders last week uh, in Washington. They're on the road in Buffalo. The spread opened at 7, 7.5, somewhere in that range. 8.5. 8.5. Now it's down to 3.5, and, and you're wondering, well, what's going on there? Well, Josh Allen is, sounds like not going to play. Uh, Gregory Russo is out. Jordan Poyer is out. I mean, they are incredibly banged up going into this game. Yeah, Buffalo is still favored by 3.5, because I think it has to do with the, well, it's Minnesota. It's a big game. Mm-hmm. It's her Cousins on the road, do you actually trust it? Uh, but we got some of those this week, like that game's going to be affected. Matthew Stafford is in concussion protocol right now for the Rams. It uh, sounds like Kyla Murray's had a hamstring injury. We, we are reaching one of those weekends where it seems like a lot of these injuries are just looming over every matchup in the NFL. Yeah, it's the one bummer I think about this season is injuries are playing a pretty monster part of the year. And I I, I look, I know it's football. Um, some years it just feels like the injuries are more than other seasons. This is kind of one of those years for me. I saw a rapaport, uh, He was on good morning football the day before I left. Sounds like Kyler's probably playing. He's got a hamstring injury, but he's probably playing. Sounds like John Wolford's going to be the guy for the Rams. John Wolford. They're going to keep Stafford out. It's a concussion protocol situation. You don't want to risk anything. So it sounds like they're going to go Warford there. I would assume you're not getting Josh Allen against the Vikings. As one person notes, actually might make his MVP case stronger. Roger sat out a game last year and they looked awful and it, probably made voters go mad he really is the valuable guy yeah if the bills get ran on um but yeah it just it's it's i hate the injury thing man and and that's the, the one part about that sport it's so damn violent but you know sometimes that's the kind of way the cookie crumbles right it's not always to me necessarily the best team it's like oh this team had no bad injury luck or oh this team got healthy at the right time and that's something to kind of keep an eye on as we get closer and closer college football is winding down and Football's at the midway point right now, but the injury bug's definitely biting a lot of teams. It sucks, and it's funny, too, because we mentioned Minnesota. It's like, how does everybody feel about Minnesota? Do we buy them as a Super Bowl contender? They're 7-1. and one. I do the, not. Here's the interesting note. They have a chance to win this weekend and go to 8-1. to one, eight, eight and one. This would be their fourth of eight wins that came against a backup quarterback. So if Josh Allen doesn't play this week, I'm still not sure how they won that game. That I, that game was wild and, and kind of nuts. Um. According to ESPN tracking data and DVOA, this 7-1 Viking team is the second worst 7-1 team in tracking data history. The first is the 2000 Vikings team that got absolutely annihilated by the Giants in the NFC title game, who then end up getting annihilated by the Baltimore Ravens in the Super Bowl. So, little bit of a trend with the Vikings history saying, hey, they're not really that good. I, I think it's coming off at some point. The pumpkin's going to turn up uh, from the carriage at some point. Is it this weekend with Case Keenum? Maybe not, but I, it's, they're going to go through it. At, at you can just know it. You can feel it with this team. You know, I picked them to win their division. I feel great about that bet. Yeah, but I, you ask Super Bowl? No, I don't. I don't look at them as that. I, I, I'm there's not a, trusting that. There's there's a certain aspect of NFL teams where you got it like you need to see it. And I know 7-1 and one Minnesota fan would say, well, that's, how is that not enough? It's like, no, it's not. It's a regular season thing. I, I need to see Kirk Cousins and Minnesota do it when it matters in a big game against a healthy team. And that's yeah. the most disappointing part about this weekend was they had that opportunity. And as you point out, I mean, they were eight-and-a-half-point underdogs going into that. Like, this was their chance. If they go into Buffalo and beat a healthy Bills team with Josh Allen playing, I think that wakes everybody up and saying, "All right, you're eight and one. You just beat the Bills in Buffalo. I know Buffalo's a a little uh, weakened right now. They haven't played great the last couple of weeks, but that's a kind of win that can wake you up and say, all right, Minnesota's for real.' And now you beat a backup quarterback. They do get the Cowboys at home next weekend. That that to me is a moment because I do believe in the Cowboys because of their defense. Oh, I take the Cowboys in that game right now because I might, would too. They, well, I could actually would be shocked the Cowboys were favored by a point, but. I will probably take the Cowboys in that. Two games to keep an eye on that we're not going to have time to talk about because it's football Friday and we got pretty big college games here. Uh, I am I am so interested in Sunday night football. You've got the Niners coming off a of bye, hosting the Chargers. I've mentioned this all week. Go look at Shanahan's record as a home favorite. He's awful. For yeah. whatever reason, quarterback luck, injury luck, he is just not good against the number. And if the Chargers want to have a season, they – they go to 6-3 and three with this Let's game. Let's go. And, and I maybe, mean, they're alive in the AFC West right now as is. They're only yeah. a game behind Kansas City. I wouldn't put them there mentally, but sure. like as a playoff team, this is a huge spot for them. For the 49ers in the division, this is a huge spot because the Seahawks are in Germany. And Schrager reported this morning on the NFL Network, the Seahawks are probably going to drastically outflank the Tampa Bay Bucks with fans at this game. He has seen Seahawks fans all over Germany for this one. And I know a lot of people like Tampa Bay. Two games that really have my interest, the Germany game early on Sunday yeah. and Sunday night football, Herbert against the Niners in San Francisco. I'm with you on both of those. Thank God they flexed. By the way, we didn't even talk about it for next week. Chargers and Chiefs is flex into a Sunday night game. I think that's next week. Um, and so thank God for that because it was going to be like- it was, it was some cr- horrible yeah, game. It was Steelers. I think we're part of Steelers that game. and somebody. Yeah. So stay the hell away from that. I'm with you on the Bucs. The Bucks found it at, in that last drive against the Rams. Have they? Like, is that a corner? Is that one drive? Oh, we'll find out. They're against the Seahawks, and Seahawks are a good team. So I'm excited. Some big injuries though could impact it and uh, sway the outcomes of some games in the NFL. Where are we going to gamble this weekend? Get your fake sponsors in 503-250-1080. two five zero ten eighty.
1: We'll do some spraying the line next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five. A month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees, 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See TMobile.com. After the end of a good fight.
2: Spring and the line. Spring and the line. Spring, Spring and the line. Spring so the line. See what we got here today, boys. Uh Spring Line brought to you by the stats and dirt's brain, like spray's picks, they make no sense. Ah. I quite enjoyed somebody earlier. You brought up the things that I'll bring up on the pregame show. <laughs> Yeah, you're, which is you're a, a one-time thing. I, there was I had a thought bubble and I was like, "Oh, okay." I kind of got running with an idea here. The thought bubble didn't exist <laughs> Monday through Friday, and it involved Look, like intricate coverage schemes. And it just comes to you. Come on, comes. I'm not buying it. It just comes to me. I did enjoy. It. Somebody uh, texted in and said. That I'm I'm fed numbers and information by Oregon, <laughs> and I, he, he said the fact that Sprague doesn't realize that Dirt's fed that stuff by Oregon is hilarious. And I responded, the fact that you think Oregon takes time to feed me stats and information is hilarious. Oregon barely lets you set up at home games. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and their their novel each week of game notes is available to anybody, anybody that wants who to go wants on a go computer. computer. And
2: guess who doesn't read it? Dirt. Breaking <laughs> the line brought to you by the Oregon Ducks, little brother OSU Beavers, but it's wow. not their rival. Wow, that was an unsolicited shot. Wow, I'm just reading the text line. That's wow. all I'm doing. Breaking the line brought to you by Kyrie Irving at a bar mitzvah. Still less awkward than a spray gambling logic. Hey, I, I don't agree with Uncle Phil on a lot of things, but good for him yesterday in saying Bye bye Kiss your $11 million. Goodbye. LeBron's wading into those waters now. LeBron is, I, I've, I've now switched my allegiances to the player. Well, I've been on the honest train for a long time yeah, here. New favorite. Oh, easy new favorite. Uh, uh, Spring Lab brought to you by Matthew McConaughey. If you bet Sprague's picks, your bank account will definitely not be all right, all right, all right. <laughs> well, I love there. Spring line brought to you by the Blue Pill. Chew it, do it, lose your softy, and watch the Huskies lose.
1: You and your Johnson, away of Dave life has for lost over 50 his, years.
2: He's lost his chub, and now it's a softy. That's. Sprague line brought to you by Softy from KJR, a demoralized and beaten-down soul, and a glimpse into Sprague's future after two decades of picks. I'm being serious. I I honestly was a little like he disarmed the whole thing from the get-go. He's like, what am I supposed to feel? Nothing. I mean, proved my whole point. It's lost a little bit of the lesser because Washington hasn't been competitive. Last one, Sprague Line brought to you by Veterans. Thank you for all my fellow brothers and sisters that served. Amen to that. Happy Veterans Day. Thank you to the veterans out there amen to that one of my coolest like one of my fondest memories as a child my mom was a counselor at Milwaukee High School for like 35 years yeah they used to do a Veterans Day thing every year where veterans from different Wars would come in and talk to students and stuff and she'd get me out of school every year to go to it I'll And how cool, I don't know if Milwaukee High School still does that, if there's anybody around Milwaukee listening, I hope that they do. It was such a cool thing to get to hear stories from veterans and honor them and you play the songs as they walk into the gymnasium. I'll never forget the memories of like my grandfather who served in World War II. Uh, it, was, it was long gone now, but would come every year to that. And the pride that he would have on his face as everybody would clap for him. Really cool stuff. So happy Veterans Day to everybody. Thank a veteran if you see a T-shirt or a hat out there. And it is a damn shame how this country has treated veterans. And that's all I have to say about that. Amen to that. All right, here's what we did last week. We're not talking about it, but Sprague's riding a heater. His uh, season record is now at 18-9. and nine. Oh, that's a good record. That's a good record. You uh, hit on Oregon State by the hair of your chinny chin chin. The Falcons covered. I like how we both won our Falcons bet. That was funny. You bet it up to three and a half. I bet it down to two and a half, and they won by a few goal. Uh, <laughs> what else we got? And uh, the over and bears Miami. I hit on the Chargers and hit on the Pats. I missed on the Eagles on Thursday Night Football last week. Swag, one and two. One and two. One and two. One and two. What was, why did I not write down what, what, what game you hit? What is your record? Uh, I am 14, 12, and one. Okay. Uh swag is ten and seventeen now on the year and Kevin Todd is fourteen and thirteen. He went uh one and two as well. So break the floor is yours. First pick. KT is four and thirteen. fourteen, uh, 14 and thirteen. And 13 right yep. Uh yeah, for my first pick. Give me one second. You're sorry, I typed that up. Uh my first pick, I'm I, I've been I'm having a nice little season. Uh, the uh the old DraftKings account isn't empty. I'll tell you that much. I've also been laying bigger margin or bigger uh wages on my bets. And I find that you know, that's just the genius move here. Uh, I, I'm going to I'm gonna play over here, and I, I've been riding this team now. I'm going to continue to ride this heater. I'm not leaving the craps table, okay? I keep rolling the right things. Miami this weekend's playing Cleveland in Miami. I checked the weather report. It's sunny. There is no weather issues for them for this game. Miami with Tua, Tonga is averaging at least 25 points per game. Their over prop is 26 and a half. They score points when he plays. It's as simple as that, folks. Cleveland, while not having the season they want before Deshaun Watson comes back, and, ooh, that's gross, they can still score. And this Miami defense is giving up points. I'm going to play the over of Miami and Cleveland this weekend. It's at 48-and-a-half. I'm going to play it at 48-and-a-half. The over of Miami-Cleveland, 48-and-a-half. Okay, Swag? So I,
0: uh, I, too, am looking at an over. Uh, North Carolina visits Wake Forest. Saturday, uh, the tropical storm's supposed to not affect them. Weather should be good. Carolina's averaging over 40. Wake Forest 37. Uh, The number right now, 76 and a half. I don't know how this doesn't get over 80. Uh, these teams are all offense, no defense. North Carolina can clinch a uh, spot in the uh, ACC title game if they can pull this one out, so I'm taking the over.
2: Alright, my first pick I'm going to Monday Night Football. The Commanders left hand up. Who are we? The Commanders! They are on the road in Philadelphia. Philly, got a little extra break here because they played on Thursday last week. Uh, but I the Commanders are feisty, man. They're a good defensive team. I think they're hanging with basically everybody they're playing against. They damn near beat the Vikings last week who are a 7-1 and one team. The Eagles are going to win this game, no doubt, but I'm trying Trying to take on and bite off some of these big time spreads, and I'm taking the Commanders. They're catching 11 in Philly. Mm. Give me the Commanders plus 11. Uh, I'm going to play another over, uh, another team I've been noting on the airwaves and on my gambling show. The Chicago Bears, folks, have figured this thing out a little bit with Justin Fields. He ran for 174 yards last week, and they're not Miami level, but they put 32 on the board. I checked the weather reports because that's what response gamblers do now. Uh, It's actually supposed to be a little cold but sunny, so the weather shouldn't be a big factor here. Uh, Detroit's offense is getting healthier and healthier. I know Swift's getting a little angry with his touches, but this is the same number as Miami, and I kind of like this spot for points. I don't think Chicago's defense is very good. Uh, They're about 20th in in the pro football uh, focus metrics, They're bottom half in the DVOA. Detroit's defense do not buy what happened last week into some great scoring defense. Green Bay sucks. I'm taking points here. I'll take the over 48-and-a-half. Okay, <laughs> well, I'm staying in the Valley. I love this rivalry
0: game, even though I watch it from a distance. But everybody's trying to convince everybody that Washington's ready to finally make this competitive. I don't think so. Oregon State should have been up 17, if not 21, zip in the first quarter at Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oregon is going to come in, and they will be able to go at this Husky defense as like, okay, what do you want to what what do you want us to do? They can't take away everything the way this offense is humming right now, and uh, nobody's got more confidence, I think, at quarterback position than Bo Nix right now, and I think the Ducks will find a way to get pressure on Penix. I think Oregon State had some pressure at some point. They just couldn't get him on the ground. If the Ducks get to him, they will get him on the ground. So I like laying the 13. I'll take the Ducks.
2: Okay. Uh, Minus 13. Is that where you're getting it at? Uh, Yeah, that's what I saw. Okay. Minus 13. Uh, Second pick for me. I did Monday Night Football. Let's go to the early game on Sunday over in Germany as uh, the Buccaneers and Seahawks are playing. Sounds like it'll be a home game for Seattle, which is good because I think it was supposed to be a home game for the Seahawks anyways. They got a lot of fans over there evidently in Germany. Uh, I'm taking the Bucks though in this game. I think they found something offensively at the end of that uh, Rams matchup. Their defense is good and it has been good all year. I have no problems or questions about that. They just throw to run the football and they struggle to protect Tom Brady. But there's a certain air of do I actually buy into what Seattle has done? You look at a lot of their wins against inferior opponents this year. I think Tampa has kind of woken up. They're going to turn it around. They're going to play better this weekend. Uh, they're favored by two and a half. I'm going to take those two and a half points. I think they win the game close by a field goal. Give me the Bucks minus two and a half. Uh, I'm going to bite. This is uh, probably a stupid pick by me. So I just want to alert people here. I know I'm riding the heater. This is probably what's going to be one of the many things to throw a, a wrench into the heater here. I just I do not see the Cowboy-Packer game. I, I'm having a hard time here. It's the NFL, I know. We'll come back I'm like, hey, Aaron Jones rushed for 150 yards and had two touchdowns through the air. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing it. Cowboys are coming off a bye. Uh, I don't know the status of Zeke yet, but I don't care because Tony Pollard's actually a better player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's real problems brewing. I think we're pretty close to getting kind of ugly in Green Bay. We're already ugly. I think, I think it's going to get real weird ugly in Green Bay here soon. I'm gonna take the Cowboys minus the four and a half at Lambeau Field. Yep.
0: Okay. That's one where I just don't wanna jinx my team and I have, totally get it. I, I totally get I, it. Because I've I've been down that road before. Yep. It's mostly about Dak getting into a groove. If he throws a couple of picks or something, then things get weird. The and underplay wacky.
2: might be the play here actually. Love too the this underplay in that now. game.
0: So final game. I I'm gonna opposite you. Dirt. Okay. I think the Seahawks are embracing things as a team. I think they're doing it all together. Uh it's not just riding one particular guy. It's everybody doing their jobs on both sides of the ball. Uh they're embracing this Tampa or this uh trip to Munich. I think they're all in. I think they're having a good time. And I don't buy that Tampa figured anything out. I think that was Tom just saying, I got to make one drive and the Rams – aren't as good as what the Rams were before. So I'll buy a half a point. I'll okay. take it up to plus three, and I'll take the points in the squawks.
2: Seahawks plus three. Last pick for me. I know there's injury concerns about their quarterback. I don't care. Onage is ownage, and there's also concern about the other quarterback being injured. The Rams are in desperation mode. They, I like this play by them. They you. blew a game last week. They had no business losing. I know they're banged up, um, but I, I don't care if Stafford plays or not. The, uh, John Wolford, Walmart or whatever Wolford. the hell his name is. He's mobile. He's mobile. He almost won a playoff. He did win a playoff game a couple years ago in Seattle, so I like like the Rams in this game. Onage is Onage. They're favored by a point and a half. I'm taking them by a point and a half. Here you just we go. Need to win. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, KT's taking the Cougs minus eight against Arizona State. He's taking San Diego State plus two and a half against San Jose State and the Bears minus two and a half against the Lions. Swag on NC uh, North Carolina. Wake Forest over 76 and a half. Oregon minus a 13 against Washington. Seahawks plus three against Tampa. Sprague is a Miami Browns over 48 and a half. Bears, Lions over 48 and a half. And the Cowboys minus four and a half against the Packers. I'm on the Commanders plus 11 against Philly. The Bucks minus two and a half against Seattle, and the Rams minus one and a half against Arizona. Wrap it up on a Friday next. There you go, fist pumping your way into the weekend every Friday. Swag tells me we only have two minutes. Guess what? That's all I need, baby. That's all I need. 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 Uh, Little foreplay, in and out. We're all done. Well, in and out. I mean, uh, that's kind of concept. Uh, (laughs) I'm excited for football. I am too. The Blazers play this weekend too. They're in Dallas tomorrow. I will not be able to watch that game. Probably. Why? I'm going to be in Eugene. Oh, you're going to stay for a little game? Yeah, I'll be down there. Yeah, okay. 4 o'clock kick. They're I'm go taking f- my uh, my brother and the nieces and nephews' first game they've ever been to. It's a good game. It's a good game. To, yeah. to get them to hate you, Dub, early. Exactly. 5-1 uh, and one roadie for the Blazers looming on Saturday. They just need to let Luca do whatever and make everybody else look stupid. Can you imagine if they go 5-1 and one on a six-game roadie? You come home and you play San Antonio next week as your next game. Oh, that's a win. At home. You get Utah next week. Big tilt. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we're saying that out loud. <laughs> I want to play the fun game of can I name five guys on Utah's roster without looking? Because I think the answer is probably no. I think
0: you know a lot of the guys. You just didn't realize They're that's where Utah. they ended up. Yeah.
2: How many can you name right now, though? Go. They got the, the Sexton. Yep. They got him in the in the Mitchell trade. That's all I got. <laughs> Conley. Oh, Conley's there, Jackson. huh? They didn't get rid of Conley. Vanderbilt. No. Markkinen? Lori Markkinen. Come on. Yeah, I don't know about marketing. Lori, Laurie, Laurie. We don't know, but you know, he's balling right now. Uh, last thing. Go beats. All right, there you go. Enjoy it. Enjoy the football weekend. Thanks for being a part of our Friday. If you missed the podcast, go check at ten eightyfan.com after just breaking out ten eighty the fan. We'll talk to you Monday at six A.M. Colin is next. You're listening to ten eighty to the fan.